What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. What's going on, everyone? We're back with another episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. And today, our special guest is Gerard Grogans. Gerard, uh, thank you so much for um, deciding to hop on here. I know our scheduling got a little crazy and I got sick. So thank you for working with me and being flexible and and agreeing to reschedule. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. I I appreciate you definitely inviting me. And um, I'm excited to, you know, to discuss you know, some things with you and, um, you know, hopefully we can, um, you know, you know, have an impact on your, on your audience. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're an author. Um, you have the master speakers Academy, um, and the founder of total transformational leadership Academy. Um, so go ahead and give us a little bit of background and, and a little bit of your bio. Okay. Yeah, I um, actually am a speech development coach, mm-hmm. so I kind of help speakers find their voice, own their message, and speak their truth on stage with power and authority. I actually stumbled into it because I was in a group, a speaker's group, and I I started to notice um, a missing missing gap in mm-hmm. the market. And then I actually had to go back in my own history and begin to think about what is it that I was naturally gifted to do? What is it that I was passionate about doing? And then how could I help someone else um, achieve the results they wanted to achieve? And so what I found out is that when I was a 10-year-old kid, I went to church with my grandma for the first time and at that time, I didn't understand what was going on, right? And so all of the people in the church were, you know, starting to get excited. They were starting to shout and and praise the Lord and stuff like that. And so as, as a 10-year-old kid, I'm getting scared, right? Because, you know, people start falling out and stuff like that. So I'm tapping my grandma on the side and say, Grandma, what, what's going on? What's going on? And she said, you know, be still, be still, big shot. You know, that's my nickname she used to call me. She said, be still, big shot. I'm trying to, I'm trying to praise the Lord. And uh, I said, I understand that, Grandma, but what's going on? You know, because the big lady next to me keeps stepping on my toe and I'm not sure what's going on here. And so what I realized later on was that uh, the preacher, right, through the power of his words was causing the people to go into a, an emotional state, a different, a different um, conscious state, okay? And so by just using his words through the modulation of his voice, right? Through the through the rhythmic flow of his words, he was causing people to go into a higher state of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so that drove me into later becoming a preacher, that drove me into studying psychology and studying metaphysical psychology to understand what makes people do the things they do and think the way they think. Mm. I love it. I love it. So, so this story, this journey starts around 10 years old for you. Right. Um, how did you, what skills did you use to be able to 
when you craft it and created that the imagery you know you said the lady is stepping on my foot like what's going on like you could the way you just described that I could see it <laughs> so when did you realize that you were good at showing a picture with your words right yeah like I said the um the event that I experienced had an imprinting on me, right? And so mm -hmm. when you have an imprinting, it it alters your your perception of yourself. And so in the back of my mind, right, unconsciously, I was driven to study speakers, study preachers to understand, you know, how they are able to move people with the power of their words, right? Mm -hmm. And so as I began to study in my, I began to realize that all speakers have a, a style, they have a structure, right, to the way they speak. And so the way we learn, right, is we learn, the brain learns through stories, right? So when people tell stories, both atmospheres of the, both hemispheres of the brain opens up, right? So we have 100% of the activity of our brain begins to open up when people tell stories. Right. And so if you can learn to kind of master that, then, you know, you could you could really begin to teach people what it is that you want them to take away. Right. Because both hemispheres are open. Right? Mm. I love it. <clears throat> I love it. When did you realize or when did you what was the catalyst that brought you from understanding and mastering that te technique? to wanting to turn around and then teach that technique to other speakers. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I was in the, I was in a speaker group. I'm not going to name it because that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, <laughs> so I was in this group. Right. And so I'm watching the speakers because like I said, at an unconscious level, I was, I was naturally judging and watching other speakers. You know, I was thinking, okay, you know, maybe I'm being critical, you know, maybe I'm being over analytical, and so, but I'm watching them and I'm watching how they deliver their message, how they organize, you know, the words and the contents and stuff like that. And I'm saying, okay, these, there are a lot of speakers that teach, right, how to develop their message, but they only teach based on the experiences they, that they've had. Mm -hmm. They're not coming at it from a, from a coach, from a, from a teacher, from a trainer's perspective. And so... When I look at it, I'm coming from a coach, a teacher's, and a trainer's perspective who just so happens to speak, right? So that's what separates me. And so when I began to watch them, I said, okay, you know, if if they really begin to analyze a story, begin to exegete and exegete a story, exegete and exegete is a hermeneutical term used by expository preachers, meaning to look inside of the story and pull out everything that you can pull out from the story. And the story will begin to manifest itself. The story will begin to create its own outline. And so I said, okay, I mean, I know the process, so let me go ahead and teach it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the amount of success I was scrolling on your um page and your you know the amount of success you've been able to to have and the amount of people you've been able to help is is phenomenal you know what does what how does that what does that feel like to you knowing that you know you 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 have this gift you have this ability and people really look to you um for that knowledge for that information 
I mean, that, uh, that tells me that I'm on purpose. It tells me that I'm, that I'm following my passion. I'm following my gifting. And, you know, if I were to speak, you know, life into someone else, I would say, follow your gifting, follow your, follow your passion, right? Understand what it is that you are called to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of times stories, based on your past has a lot to do with who you become or what you, you know, what you're gifted at doing. So trace those stories back to the origin and then understand, you know, who you are and then how you can reach someone else. And so I've been able to do that. Um, as you mentioned, I wrote the book, um, the blueprint, how to recreate your life in six simple steps that actually goes through one of my journeys, um, you know, dealing with, you know, life's setbacks, mm -hmm. then having to reinvent myself and then, you know, coming full, full circle into, you know, really starting my business. So uh, what has been, <laughs> what, what, what has been your biggest setback or what was your biggest setback? I think that um, like, like a lot of people, we all go through um, mental conditioning mm -hmm. based on, you know, nature versus nurture, based on your environment, based on model behavior and stuff like that. So a lot of us, you know, dealing with trauma, you know, from childhood, a lot of us are dealing with, you know, experiences that we've had that has left an imprinting on us mm -hmm. and we carry that over into our adulthood. Okay. And if we don't recognize what that conditioning is, you know, it'll continue to define us. It'll continue to keep us right stuck right where we're at. And we won't reach the level that we're supposed to reach. And so I had to, I had to really begin to analyze my life and step back and say, okay, why am I keep doing the same things? Why am I not achieving the results that I want to achieve? And so as you begin to trace, you know, the, the mental conditioning or the, the, you know, the traumas in your life, you'll begin to see that these are the things that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. so. And, and what, hmm, how did you navigate, you know, coming face to face with, you know, those traumas, those, um, those experiences, how did you navigate that to get to a spot where you you can you you have the answers now and now right. you can implement it to make your life better right hey 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 did you know i wrote a book it's called the value method five steps to unlocking your greatest potential and in it i share just that five wildly easy actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily i've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter, you're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and a copy for a friend. Yeah, you got to do a self self assessment. You mm -hmm. have to understand what is it that's keeping you stuck, right? In the cycle of thinking that you're in, because we become what we think about, you know, all the time. So if we think about something all the time, this that's what we're producing, right? The brain is a chemical producing mechanism. And mm -hmm. so 
every time you think about something negative, right, the brain is going to produce that which is negative, right? And so if you think I can't do this or, you know, I'm stuck here or I'm depressed or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lonely or whatever, then the brain produces those chemical compounds, right, that's associated with the way that you're thinking so that you continue to think the way you feel and feel the way you think, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you begin to change the way you think, then the brain has no choice but to produce the, the chemical compounds that's associated with the way you think. So then you begin to change the way you think and you begin to change the way you feel. So it's all about changing your mindset. It's all about changing what you say to yourself and changing what you think. And so, you know, one thing that, you know, people can do is they can begin to track their thoughts, you know. Mm -hmm. Darren Hardy talks about that in, in the compound effects, right? He says, you know, if you can begin to track what you think about on a continuous basis, then you'll know, you know, you know what the brain is producing. Mm -hmm. right? Love it. Um, wonderful. Um, what, what inspires you? I would say that... Um, Motivational speakers inspire me. Mm -hmm. They are able to take words and then be able to put those words into a structure, into a systematic process that can um, move people from where they are to where they want to be, right? Um, I think um, listening to Dr. Martin Luther King, um, listening to Les Brown, Les Brown had a, had a great impact on me. Tony Robbins had a great impact on me. Um, Eric Thomas had a great impact on me as well. Mm -hmm. These are guys who know how to organize their message into a powerful way that, um, causes people's, you know, consciousness to change. And so that's what motivates and inspires me. And how do you feel like you're showing up in that capacity for other people? Again, like I said, um, there are speakers who speak and they've got success, but then there are speakers who are coaches, trainers, right, who just so happen to speak, right? So if I were to say, hey, you know, do you, you know, would you see me speaking or would I be, would I be, would that be my first choice? I would say, no, my first choice is I'm a coach, a teacher and trainer who just so happens to speak because I understand the psychology of people. I understand, you know, their limiting beliefs. I understand, you know, what are the conditioning that they're, that they're going through that causes them to, you know, remain in, in this perpetual cycle. So if I can help them get out of that, right, as a coach and as a teacher and as a trainer, then I can teach them how to go on and and speak their truth on stage with power and authority. So love it. Love it. Now you, Gerard, mm. what what is a limiting belief that you had that you've had to overcome? There's some good questions here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um like I said, I, you know, if I were to go back um and if I were to share some of my story, um, like most people, I didn't grow up in the healthiest of family environments, right? There was physical abuse, there was mental abuse, there was verbal abuse. And so at an early age, right, I knew I didn't want to be anything like my dad, you know? And so that... Um, that I don't really go into that story because that's, that's a long story, it's a personal story, but... I, I went through an experience that had an imprinting on me. 
It calls me to see myself different. It calls me to um, have a self-fulfilling prophecy uh -huh. uh, later on in life. Um, and, but I understood that that was, that was my mental conditioning. That was, that was my trauma that I had to deal with. Um, but, you know, I went through some stuff. Yeah. So that you know? trauma, that trauma, that experience, um, you said earlier, you know, we bring it into our adult, um, our adult lives. And obviously you're speaking fully from experience. Um, without, without getting too deep, you know, too, without sharing too much of your story, um, or sharing what you want to share. I just want you to be, you know, authentic and comfortable. Um, what ways helped you through that, that, that traumatic experience or what ways are currently helping you through? Cause I know life is a journey. Hey, 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 if you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. Yeah, um, after I experienced that imprinting, and then I actually had a self-fulfilling prophecy because... So let me put it to you this way. If if you have an imprinting at an early age and you continue to think about it, then eventually your life will become a self-fulfilling prophecy because that's what you're producing. So at an unconscious level, then you're going to you're going to act on that because you're you're constantly thinking about it all the time. Mm -hmm. right? So whether you realize it or not, at an unconscious level, you are you are creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. So I, I went through a self-fulfilling prophecy. I experienced a setback in life, right? Then I had to come to the realization that my life is in my hand. And that's when I read, that's when I heard the motivational speaker, Les Brown said that to never let anyone else's perception of you determine your reality. So he starts to tell his story about how, he's, how he was labeled uneducatable and mentally challenged and um, you know, janitor who became his mentor later told him to never let anyone else's perception of you determine your reality. And so when I heard that, I said, okay, I'm not going to let anyone else's perception of me determine my reality. And then from there, I started reading books on how to change the brain, mm -hmm. how to, right. I got introduced to Tony Robbins. I got introduced to, um, Francine Shapiro, I got introduced to Joe Dispenza. So I, I started to read and started to study, you know, how do I change? How do I change my brain? How do I change the way I think? How do I change, you know, at the at the subconscious level? Mm -hmm. And so that's what caused me to go on this journey of, of mastering myself and, you know, developing my self-confidence to the point where I can say, uh, hey, you know, now it's time to give back. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, do you have any advice or any tips uh, for anyone who may be struggling with some limiting beliefs and how they can um, navigate it? Yeah. Okay. First, I would say that um, you need to stop thinking about what you can't do and start thinking about what you can do. 
Stop thinking about your limitations and start thinking about what it is that you want to create. Because mm -hmm. the more you think about what you can't do, again, the brain is producing the chemical compounds that's associated with that. And so if you continue to think negatively, right, that's what the brain is producing, negative chemical compounds, right? But if you get to change the way you think and you begin to say, okay, I can't do this, but... I'm going to figure it out. But is 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 one of the most powerful words, right, in the dictionary because it negates everything else that you said prior to it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I can't do it, but I'm going to learn how to do it. So mm -hmm. if you begin to speak positive instead of negative, then that's what the brain is going to produce. And so the more you can condition yourself to think positive, to speak positive to yourself, right, that that's what your brain is going to produce. And so biologically and chemically, you will start to become that person, right? Because that's, that's what your brain is doing is producing the, that chemical compound. So that's, that's, those are two things I would suggest. The other thing is I would suggest decide what it is that you want to do. Who do you want to be? Right. You have to, in order to create your reality, you have to, you have to know what it is. And then mm -hmm. you will have to realize that, you can't you can't create it from the state of being that you're in. You have to become someone else. And so, in order to become someone else, you got to understand who that person is. You know what that person looks like, how that person walks, talks, thinks, dress, eats, the whole nine yards. And if you don't know, then find someone who's doing what it is that you want to do, right? And they begin to model and mimic what they do until it becomes your reality. Yeah. I love that. Those are some fantastic tips, tricks, and strategies that I know will benefit someone. Uh, we all are struggling with something to this day. You know, we all are on this journey called life. And, you know, any way we can make it a little easier. You know, maybe we don't have to learn the hard the hard way this time you know mm -hmm. <laughs> now granted there's gonna be some times when you you gotta learn the hard way you know mm -hmm. but making a space and having a room and a community that you can turn to that you can go to that you can listen to that you can watch um that can help you navigate what it is that we're doing and which is living, you know, living, surviving, thriving, however you want to put it. I think each, each one of those have different levels. Mm -hmm. So, and I always say that, you know, I, I equate life to like a video game and maybe this is just me being goofy, but making it make sense to me, right? Mm -hmm. You, you learn so much on this certain level and you get to a boss and you have to apply everything that you've learned to beat that boss, right? Mm -hmm. And then you level up, you become a, a, a greater individual, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're going and you're learning more skills, but then you get to another boss. You're leveling up every single time. And what people sometimes forget is that you're not the same person when you're leveling up. You have to constantly be growing you have to constantly be you know doing what you can to get better you know yeah that's that's yeah. a great that's a great analogy Definitely. yeah I, that's like i always compare it's so easy and it 
it breaks down the generations because I came up on Atari, but then you have kids who are coming up on a Nintendo Switch. We can still grasp that simple, simple, basic concept of when you when you know better, you do better, right? <laughs> At the end of the day. Right. Um, how can we contact you? How can we support you? How can we find you on social media? Yeah, I'm actually on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram. Most of uh, most of my um, social contacts are based on my book, um, The Blueprint: How to Recreate Your Life in Six Simple Steps. Um, so they can contact me on uh, LinkedIn at Gerard Grogan's and uh, Facebook at Gerard Grogan's. Also, uh, Facebook: The Blueprint. Um, also, as you mentioned, Master Speakers Academy, you know, so if, if they are a speaker or they're new to speaking, they want to learn how to speak, then they can contact me in that group. And uh, yeah, those are some of the ways they can do it. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Gerard, this conversation has been beneficial, hmm. eye-opening, and I really, really enjoyed um, learning a little, a little more about you. You know about your story. Um, I think we've all had situations from childhood adversities, imprints mm. that we are still trying to navigate to this day. Right. Um, I want you to know that you are, you are seen. You know, I see you, and I appreciate everything that you've been doing. Um, and how you're pouring into yourself and into your community. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, and again, I uh, I really respect what you're doing. I think you got a great podcast. Anyone who's listening, you know, definitely um, subscribe, you know, to your podcast. And, um, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, like you said, we're all trying to trying to make an impact. We're all trying to give back, you know, and, um, and that's what it's all about. So absolutely, absolutely. Of course, of course. I got one final question, and then I promise I'll let you go. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, preachers, hey, you, preachers, they can talk all day now. <laughs> We'd be on this call for hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, what What is your relationship with resilience? Resilience, I believe, is um, is a skill set. Mm -hmm. Right. It is something that you must commit to, right? In order to survive, like you said, in order to go to to another level, right? There, you know, there there are devils at each level. So, in order to keep moving, right, it takes tenacity. It takes resilience. It takes commitment. It takes focus. It takes believing in yourself, right? And then also just doing what it is that you need to do, no matter how long it takes. So resilience to me is doing whatever you need to do, no matter how long it takes, no matter the opposition that you face, no matter the trials and tribulations that you face, knowing that if you keep moving, if you keep living, then something's going to break. Mm-hmm. Right, either you gonna break or or the the situation that you're going through is gonna break, but something's gonna give. And so resilience is keep enduring, keep pushing, keep reaching for the stars, and eventually you end up where you're supposed to be. I love it. That's literally resilience in action, the doing. You know, 
Love it, love it. Gerard, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us. And I really appreciate it. I appreciate it too, Aaron. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.